Hello and welcome to eMeetingPlace.com podcast. This is Nathan Crutchfield of Crutchfield Consulting, LLC, your guest host. And today we'll begin a discussion of Day 6, the review of lost data. A major element of an effective risk and safety process is the reduction of of the levels and the potential for injuries to employees, third parties or non-employees, and damage to equipment, materials, or facilities. A number of questions need to be asked that include, does the organization have a substantial history of injury and damage? How does it compare to its industry? What is the workers' compensation loss history? How many employee injury claims have been filed? What are the types and severity of losses that are occurring? Which way are the losses trending? Have you inherited a process that has loss-producing incidents trending upwards, down, or flat? Is the organization being targeted by regulators, lawyers, activists, or others based on its loss history? You have located, hopefully, the loss data, loss analysis, any accident investigations, and the basic OSHA logs on day five. Today is the day to begin an in-depth review of the data. To set goals and objectives, you must have a clear understanding and knowledge of the losses that have or are occurring. While this may appear to be backward-looking, your purpose is twofold in the development of the safety process. First is to develop procedures and protocols that will reduce the risk faced by the organization to a level that is acceptable. That is acceptable not just to management, but to employees and the society in general. Second is to develop policies, procedures, and protocols that will reduce the current level of losses to the lowest degree possible. If the safety department or function does not have its own standalone database, what sources are out there that you might be able to tap into? If your company has a risk management or insurance department, go by and visit with those personnel. Set up an appointment and ask to discuss with them their sources of information. If not, if there is no insurance department, identify who handles the insurance program. This may be someone over in the finance department. Find out as much as possible about the claims history from the perspective of either the risk management staff or the person getting the insurance loss information. Ask about open and outstanding claims, bad cases or severe cases, incurred costs, as much information as you can to build a picture of what losses are occurring. Even in this era of data-driven programs, many safety managers may or may not be taking full advantage of the potential information from such insurance-related loss information. Four sources of information would include the following. Uh, The workers' compensation data, which provides a wealth of information concerning the types of injuries, where those injuries are occurring, as well as possibly information about the occurrence by time of day, day of week, month, department, supervisor, their basic incurred cost, 
And depending on the quality of the risk management information system, you may be able to develop ad hoc reports from this information. If your organization has a risk information management system, RMIS, try to get access and learn how to use it to develop these special reports using the ad hoc capability if it is present. Using a combination of first reports of injury, accident investigations, loss runs, and analysis, you should be able to begin targeting your efforts to specific loss-producing situations. The data available from your OSHA 300 log and the workers' compensation data should provide a wealth of information about the where, the why, the how, and the what of the various employee injuries that may have occurred. In particular, with regards to the OSHA log, you should have a way of looking at severe cases, those lost time or restricted duty uh, injuries that may require additional attention. Other areas to look for data beyond employee injuries would be general liability, auto liability, and property. These may not be a part of your responsibility, but can provide further insights on operational risk areas that are harming non-employees or damaging facilities or equipment. Incidents that harm non-employees may also be setting conditions that harm employees. If non-employees are being harmed by operations, then the overall safety culture can be deemed weak. As with general liability incidents, the same can be said about auto liability. These are cases where your vehicle has caused injury to others. Except with auto liability, you get four whacks. The automobile and vehicle incident injures both employees and non-employees, causes property damage, uh, vehicle damage, and also incurs legal expenses. Does your organization have a well-managed and thorough fleet safety program? Again, if this is not part of your responsibility, it's an area you need to make inquiries into and get an alliance going with the general fleet manager. Fred Manuel, the president of Hazards Limited, in his article, Serious Injuries and Fatalities, from the December 2008 Professional Safety Magazine, the publication of the American Society of Safety Engineers, has noted that 50% of major accidents involved the operation of powered mobile equipment. Fred has written a great article on serious injury and fatalities, calling for a new focus on their prevention, and is a, an article which I encourage you to get a copy of. Uh, property damage cases are another area which will give you insight into the safety culture. You need to know who is responsible for facilities and what are the problems they are seeing in the work environment. Their reports can give indicators about fire protection, life safety, general maintenance, and other issues and risk that might be hidden from view if you're looking only at the employee injuries. Finally, try to find out the organization's cost of risk. 
This is basically the sum total of all claims and insurance costs plus administration. It can provide another indicator about the state of the safety culture. Depending on the industry, the cost of risk can range rather widely. The higher the ratio, the less apt to have an effective safety culture or risk management program. After gathering your data, you're going to have to present it in some format to your manager or management. This is the time to begin looking into how other departments are presenting information. There may be a style, a format, guidelines that exist, and you should make sure that your charts, graphs, analysis parallel that being used by other departments. This is not to say that you cannot come up with a better idea on how to present. However, management may have already established a way they like to see the data formatted, and you should be able to parallel your analysis in the same particular manner. As for day six, in closing and summary, review and analyze the loss information in detail. Begin further refining areas that must be prioritized for targeted activities to reduce injuries, claims, and begin increased control over hazards and risk. Be sure to check with www.emeetingplace, that's E-M-E-E-T-I-N-G-P-L-A-C-E dot com for other sources of information that may be of benefit to you as you develop your safety process. This is Nathan Crutchfield, and I look forward to discussing the topics of improving the workplace with you at the next podcast.